Raptors battle the battle the Milwaukee Bucks? Did they come out on top? Unfortunately not. But there's still a lot of season to be, to be played. And on today's edition of Sports for Beginners the podcast, it is a Raptors post game show edition. Raptors post game as we get, as we get you ready for Milwaukee versus Cleveland and Toronto versus Minnesota all coming up with game balls of the game players of the game stars of the game and head coach and maybe a player or two to hear from in the show it all happens right here right now on sports for beginners after this quick commercial break and introduction are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike check out all over the map with me ali musa where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com. Welcome to the Sports for Beginners podcast, where we discuss everything and anything in the world of sports media. This is the post-game show with your host, Scott McGregor, in the studio. Remember, fans, whenever or before they drop the puck, before they throw first pitch, before we tip off, and before before they kick off, we bring to you the post the pre-game show and then the post-game show follows right afterwards now let's get to your host scott mcgregor in the sports for beginners studio
Welcome in everybody to the Raptors and the Bucks post game. It is the Raptors post game show. I am your host Scott McGregor. Welcome to the Raptors post game on Sports for Beginners the podcast. I am your host of the Sports for Beginners podcast and your host of Raptors post game. As the Toronto Raptors fell to the Milwaukee Bucks 130 120 122 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We've got the head coaches up here. So before we get to the game summary and the game stats, let's hear from the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's hear from Milwaukee Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer. And a reminder, the Bucks are prepping for another matchup on January the 19th. That will be, or sorry, January the 21st, excuse me. That will be when they're next in action. You could see this game on Sportsnet. It was on the Sportsnet broadcast for the Toronto Raptors. It's the Bucks coming out victorious, 130. 122. Let's hear from Mike before we get to Fred Van Fleet, who we have, and we also have, and we also have the man himself. We also have the man himself, Nick Nurse, up with us as well. Let's hear from your head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Mike, um, I know a lot happened late, but it's in the first half. Um, they scored 74 points, uh, kind of back-to-back nights with, with an opponent, you know, o- over 70 and a half, shooting well, backcourt. What, what did you see, I guess, um, that Toronto was able to do to, 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 to do that, I guess, with Trent and, and Van Vliet? Yeah, I mean, both, both those guys individually, just they were, uh, they were tough covers. Um, Trent coming off the screens, um, a little bit in transition. I think an offensive kick out, Van Fleet in the pick and roll game. Um, they're both very good players. They're both very capable. You know, our defense has got to be better, but, you know, credit to to those two guys. They were phenomenal. Um, and, you know, I think we were a little bit better in the second half. Um, Rook, uh, I think of late, back to over taking about six threes a game. Um, he's shooting almost 49% from three. And there was a stretcher after Christmas where he was down to almost just about three again. What is it? I know what it means, but to to have him, I guess, back in that rhythm, putting up as many threes, but making as many in the stretch for you on the last you know week or so. Yeah, it's it's huge. You know, it's it's a game of runs. Um, you know, we kind of had a run in the first quarter. They had one in the second quarter. And um you know, it felt like Brooke just got hot there um, for like three straight possessions. And, you know, it just, it's uh, obviously the scoreboard is changing, but it gives us just a ton of confidence, gives his teammates a ton of confidence, um, you know, with what he can do defensively. And then when he counters it and he's come down to make threes, it's, you know, it's just a great combination to have him where, you know, he's, and we want him shooting him. You know, I think it's been a good, a, a good, uh, you know, kind of Brooke just embracing 
Um, doing both, actually. He's, he's better in the paint. He's better at the three-point line. He's just having a great year. Uh, Van Vliet hits a three with, um, I think it's 319 left, 121, 119. They get stuck on 119 for the next three minutes. Just what did you like about your defense there late to – uh, uh, you guys weren't always scoring offensively, but defensively, you guys are getting the stops. Uh, I mean, that's just there's some some discipline it takes um, playing against, uh, particularly Van Fleet. Um, it felt like he had multiple drives, multiple times in the paint, and uh, you know you you have to be very disciplined. You have to show your hands, um, not put them on the free throw line. Uh, Drew with the pursuit and the kind of chase down block. Um, you know, so those three or four plays stand out to me where um, it just, you know, he's he's very crafty. He's very unique about seeking contact and creating contact. And um, and then, you know, I think the activity, uh, Bobby in the pick and roll, Drew in the pick and roll, I thought Joe gave us some good defensive possessions and uh, just found a way to get the stops those last three minutes. Um, True is obviously spectacular again tonight. Um, just what have you kind of seen from him in this stretch? I know he said, I know I need to be more aggressive with Giannis not on the floor. I need to try to get into the paint, but it just feels like he's doing that. But then also in three is also distributing kind of doing everything. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, I mean, obviously we're a little bit down, a little bit undermanned and he's just stepped up in a big way. You know, it's two games in a row, just, vintage Drew Holiday and um, he just seems like he's got a bounce, he's got a pop and uh, the way he's shooting the ball and then when he gets to the rim and, and the paint and gives us that presence too, he's just uh, you know, he's doing everything. There was a play in the third quarter I think Drew halfway intercepts it on a Van Vliet pass but then has the IQ to knock it off his leg and gets it right back to himself and then Grayson ends up knocking down a three. I'm just wondering Drew's mind and his smarts in those moments because the impact of those plays um, are on display. Yeah. No, I mean, his, you know, his defensive just ability to be disruptive and create, you know, game-changing or momentum-changing plays. And that's where the third quarter, we just, we felt like, you know, plays like that on the defensive end and Grayson's hitting threes in transition, Brooks hitting threes and pick and pop. And, um, you know, we were just able to flip it from the second quarter, you know, and um, I think, you know, feed off of Drew's energy defensively and then guys start popping threes, especially in transition. Um, that changes the game. And then Grayson's uh, ability to mix it up this season. He had a, a couple of, of crafty ones at the rim, just what you're seeing from him. Yeah. No, I mean, his his ability to kind of put it on the deck and, um, get to the paint, and, and tonight he was able to finish another you know, one. You know where he, he gets, he takes the right shoulder and kind of gets a little fade, and it just that felt like a huge basket. Um, and there were others throughout the game. You know, it was just I think you know particularly the second half, Grayson was really big, but um, you know he's just a good player. He's getting his opportunities. He's taking advantage of them. Uh, Coach, I know that altercation was down on the other end of the floor, but this is what did you see there, and what was the explanation you got for why Brooke was tossed? Um, yeah, I think uh, the explanation was um, two two acts that uh, warranted a technical. Uh, I, I think 
I don't know exactly what they both were, but uh, he got two texts and was ejected. And uh, one tech on their assistant coach, who um, I think was involved in altercation, and one on Trent. So it was just offsetting, and um, I couldn't see much. It was all the way down at the other end of the court. Thank you. Invest. Couldn't see more at the end of the court. Okay, so that's just to bring us into one of the topics we're going to talk about on this post-game show. We're going to get you Nick Nurse on the other side of our sec of our first actual break of our two breaks actually that we're going to have in this show because in our second segment we're going to get really into it, and we've got Fred Van Fleet coming up. But before we get to him. Let's get in to it. Let's get in to it all. Here we go with the game stats here from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and at Fear at Fear at Fusion Forum Arena. That's where Milwaukee plays. We'll get right into it, starting with the field goals. And Toronto was 45.5% good shooting field goals. Making a couple of those. They they were 37.1 shooting the three. Last night, as we record this podcast, we were recording it the night after the game went final. They are 63 per, they are shooting 63% from the line in three throws. They had nine turnovers. 50 rebounds, 20 assists. Milwaukee, on the other hand, 53.5% of their field goals were made. 53.5%. They made 48, 48.7 of their three-pointers. 48.7, let me just say again, 40, 48.7. Of their threes were made. 90.5% of field goals were made by Milwaukee. Milwaukee finishes the game with 11 turnovers, 42 rebounds, and 24 assists in the game. And Drew and and Holiday, Drew Holiday, scores a season-high 37 points in this game. Going to get to him in moments, but let's get down to business here with the summary. I Well, I guess the summary pretty much speaks for itself, so let's go by quarter in this line score. The Raptors fall behind early 44-34 after one quarter of play. And then it doesn't get much better for them. 20, 23 points by Milwaukee. The Raptors kind of look good before we get to the half at 40 points. But regardless, let me just... Uh, have we have the math out here so it was 34 44 in favor of 
And the game is in favor by 10 of Milwaukee. Fast forward, second quarter. Milwaukee up 10. And now we look at the 23 they had to, to the 40 the Raptors had. And it looked like the Raptors got a bit ahead. Raptors by 17 apparently. But then Milwaukee turns up the Jets. 38-23 is the line score for the third quarter. And then 25 each. 25 points each in the fourth quarter to make up the score. Milwaukee would have it by 15. And then, well, the rest is history. The final score tally, however, Milwaukee won this game. Barely close. It was by eight points. The Raptors needed a stop and then probably or a stop or two to put this game back in their possession. They lose it by eight. And Drew Holiday, one of the one of the reasons why, with 37 points, Giannis Antetokounmpo was not in this game, and he was with, and he was out again for the fourth consecutive game. And since the Bucks have been without him, they have scored or they have shot 19 for 39. That's 49% from three-point range. Grayson Allen added 25 points, hitting four of five three-pointers. All right. So with the so with the inactives here as we move on in our opening segment of the show. Let's get let's get into the guys that did not play in this game. Ken Birch, Jeff Downton Jr., Malachi Flynn, Ron Harper Jr., Christian Coloco, Joe Weiskemp, Thaddeus Young did not practice in this game and they were also out. Delano Baton and Otto Porter Jr were inactive. They did not play in the game either for the Raptors. For the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the former Raptors, Serge Ibaka, and Chris Middleton were inactive. Giannis, or Thaddeus Antetokounmpo did not practice with the Bucks, nor did Majorn Bichamp, Sandro Mil- Sandro Malkevich and Wesley Matthews. They did not play and did not practice. Okay, let's get into some of the stars of the game now. So, when we're picking stars of the game, I got to give a few things out. I'm going to give a few credits out. But before we do, as I unshare my screen, a quick reminder that you are listening to 
Raptors post game on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. And we also want to let you guys know that whenever this this post game drops, we will have another one for you following the next Raptors game, whenever that post game may be coming out. And details will follow on who it is that we are recapping. The next game for the Raptors will be against the Timberwolves. Will we will we be recapping that? Maybe. But again, you are listening to Raptors post game. And still ahead. On this post-game show, we will hear from Fred Van Fleet as well as Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse will be the first person that we hear from. And we will hear from and we will give you. The game, balls of the game. We will, so we will hear from, let me just make sure again, Raptors head coach. We will hear from the Raptors head coach himself. Raptors. Head coach, Nick Nurse, is coming up next. And... Fred Van Fleet, we will hear we will hear from Fred Van Fleet. As well as give you the game balls of the game. And the look ahead is on the way as well. But but right now, as we continue on the opening segment, We have some business to attend to picking stars of the game. The player of the game is also coming up later in the middle segment. We will set up the night on the court today. 
in the final segment as we look forward to the Raptors' next opponent and the up and the next opponent for the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think the Milwaukee Bucks' next opponent might be in action tonight. Let me just double check here. Yes, they are. So in the final segment, we will set up the night on the court with the look ahead as well. But right now, as we get ready to wrap up the the opening segment of this show, we're giving you the stars of the game, kind of like the player of the game. But this is replacing the top performer of the game, which will happen during every Raptors post-game show that we do. So, first of all, I want to say that one of my stars of the game is Pascal Siakam. 40 minutes played, 23 points for Pascal. Nine rebounds, three assists. No steals for Pascal, but one block in the game. He shot, he made eight of his 13 field goals, was one for four shooting three, shooting the three ball. So that's real, that's going to need a real improvement there for Pascal. At the line, he had 11 tries and he made six of those. No offensive re uh sorry, three offensive rebounds for Pascal. Six defensive rebounds, a personal foul, and four turnovers for Pascal. Another guy for the Raptors getting some work getting some well-deserved stars of the game would be Fred Van Fleet, who we are gonna hear from in the middle segment, right after the head coach, Nick Nurse. And he is coming up. So make sure you stay tuned because we've got it all coming your way in mere moments. Fred Van Fleet, 37 minutes played, 39 points on the game, nine rebounds, seven assists. Yes, seven assists. No steals, no blocks. 15 of 28 for Fred Van Fleet. 6 of 12. He's 15 of 28 shooting the ball from the field. A perfect 3 for 3 at the line. 6 of 12 shooting 3, shooting the 3 ball. One offensive rebound for Fred. 8 defensive rebounds, 4 personal fouls, and only 1 turnover. For Fred, let's show some love. Let's let's show some love to the Milwaukee Bucks and their first star of our game. You know what? Um, Brooks Lopez was mentioned earlier by the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. And just a reminder to everyone: his name was Mike Bud Budden, Budden Holzer 
And he mentioned Brooks Lopez. I got to give Brooks, I got to give him a pick-me-up star of the game. 29 minutes played. He did get he did get ejected when things got a little rough in the game. I'm not going to show you any highlights, though. But I'm pretty sure if you listen to Sportsnet or any other big company, uh, they will, they would have shown it for you, at least what they were allowed to show. 29 minutes for Brooke Lopez. 19 points, one rebound, one assist. No steals, two blocks. 7 of 12. He made 7 of 12 field goals that he had. Not perfect shooting. Not perfect shooting 3, but he made five, 3 of his 5 threes that he had. He made 2 of his 2 trips to the line. No offensive rebounds for him. 1 defensive rebound. Three personal fouls and one turnover for Brooks Lopez. Gotta talk about Garris. Gotta talk about the. Uh, gotta talk about Allen. We gotta talk about this man, Garrison Allen. Thirty-three minutes played, twenty-five points on the board, five rebounds, one assist. One steal, no blocks. Four for five from three shooting, made five of his, made all five of his three throws and shot eight of his 13 field goals made. Offensive rebounds? Not so much. Five defensive rebounds? Oh, yes. Yes, he had five of them. Two personal fouls, one turnover for him. And with that, that brings the opening segment to a close. But you know what? Just for the sake of time, we're going to bring you Fred Banfleet after the, after the basketball game. As he let off and was the only person that you heard from before you heard from head coach Nick Nurse post game for all of you fans out there who listen to locked on podcast i of course i'm am a listener myself and and i kind of i kind of like what they do so so please please feel free to go check them out they do uh they do absolutely great jobs in covering the local sports teams, the, the Toronto Raptors, the Blue Jays, every team that you could possibly think of. And we have out and a little tidbit here on our post-game show. I have a new podcast that I'm gonna be doing on Sports for Beginners called Weekly in Sports which is a 30-minute show at, at the earliest. And on, and on said show, 
I'll bring you the headlines of the show. We'll get you set up across the sports world for what's coming up and what is already in progress. We may have some interviews and we may do a shout out of the week. More on that in moments, but right now, I want to turn your attention if I can get it. Yeah, I have it now. I want to turn your attention now as I unshare my screen and get ready to close out the show. First segment. I want to turn the attention over to Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet. So, just so you guys are aware, Fred Van Fleet, I may have spelled the name wrong in our chat here, but that's okay. He's who you're going to hear from right now, and coming up later, it's when we come back from our show, it's Nick Nurse. So let's now hear from the man himself, Fred. Van Fleet. Here he is, post game, after the after the basketball game. Yeah, I felt like they were slow at some point, but they never did. Um, I had to look at the tape, but it just felt like you know a lot of threes and kind of back breaking plays, and you know uh, it just kept momentum pretty much the whole second half. Uh, and they they put it to us in the third a little bit there, got some separation, and then. Um, you know, it was coin toss in the fourth, and they made a couple more plays late. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks better. It feels better. Uh, yeah, I think it looks better. I think it feels better. Again, uh, we're scoring enough most of these games. Um, but I think it's going to be hard to win, you know, giving up 130. I know that's the way the league is going now. So, uh, you know, we got to find ways to to get stops. I thought uh, we were, you know, fighting the whistle a lot tonight and just never really got on the, the other side of it where we felt like we could dictate enough. And we just we spotted them too much in the beginning of the game. And they just kept, you know, their aggression and their momentum and their rhythm. But um thought we fought hard. Just, again, that's a... It's a pretty good team over there, you know, even without their best best guys. Uh, so just it's not good enough tonight to get it done. But you know, I was I thought that we could beat it. Just some competitive nature and drive. You know, you always get up for the, the big matchups. Um, um, so that's probably all it was. Just trying to be aggressive and, you know, help this team win as I start to find my groove a little bit. Um, but just, you know, we didn't come out with the win tonight. Unfortunately, Drew had a big game. Um, we put some size on him early just to take away some of the screening role and the switching and the slipping. Uh, I thought was was good, but he was able to, to score a little bit. So we just didn't make it crowded enough on him. And, um, he kind of had his way tonight. So, uh, I mean, he's he's one of the best in the league at the guard position. And, um, you know, Jalen's having a great year as well. So you always try to get up for those games. Me personally? Uh, no, I think just being more aggressive. Obviously, the shots are going in, so that helps. Um, it's pretty simple, but 
uh, just not overthinking it. You know, I just got to be myself and not, you know, kind of try to find the magic potion for this team or the magic pill. I think, you know, for the best option is just for me to be myself and let everything fall into place. So, um, obviously, the last two games have been super aggressive and it feels a little bit better that way. It is what it is. Yeah. No, no injuries, but you know it's two really physical games and physical teams. Uh, so neither one of those games helped the back much at all. But uh, you know, just try to be able to be available for the team, go out there and compete, and uh, you know, got to rest and recover. We got another tough team on Thursday. All right, that is Fred Van Fleet, and that's going to do it for this segment of the show. When we continue, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse will bring us in, and we will hear from him. Plus, game balls of the game. And the player of the game. And then in the final, in our final, and then in our final break of the show, we will hear or sorry, we will look ahead and set the night up on the court. Prior to tip-off, this is Raptors post-game right now on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. Don't go anywhere. We're back right after this. Hey, hockey fans. With the hockey season now officially underway, it's about time for all of that hockey content to return to its rightful place. And that's why this is our podcast specifically designed for hockey fans like you. So whether you're driving to work and need some help getting ready for your team before they drop the puck, or driving to the school to learn something new in life, Make On the Ice and Behind the Benches a part of your daily routine on Tuesdays and join me as your host on the podcast as we dive deeper into all hockey conversations with experts who know the game, former hockey players, coaches, and of course, everyone's first enemy, the referees. So get ready for exclusive fantastic, entertaining, fun hockey content on this podcast, and join me, your host, Thomas McGregor, but co-host of the Sports for Beginners podcast, as we take this journey together on everything and anything in the hockey world. On the Ice and Behind the Benches is the Nibbling Podcast to a Sports for Beginners podcast that airs episodes every Thursdays. But for us, we air episodes every Tuesdays. And for more information, please visit the Facebook page of our Nibbling Podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast Facebook page to be exact. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you, and I hope you hockey fans, old, new, fan or no fan are ready to join me on this journey as well that's on the ice and behind the benches with your host thomas mcgregor myself every tuesdays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms including spotify and if you want early access to early episodes of the podcast upload you can visit 
anchor.fm as soon as the episode has already been uploaded onto your favorite podcasting platform. Should there be any delays to its launch, that's anchor.fm for early access on On the Ice and Behind the Benches episodes before they hit your platform. We are currently available on Spotify and air episodes every Tuesday. We've got post and reaction content now, but I am excited to join the have you join me on this journey. So don't miss it. And remember, on this podcast, nobody gets icing. They were streaky, right? They piled them up in streaks their uh, first quarter, third quarter. I think twice at four in a row. Um, I mean, listen, I think that um, uh, there was times where I thought we did a really good job of, of getting out there. And then obviously there was times, you know, we weren't, you know, quite good enough, like uh, just coming up the floor with the guy, the ball handler stopped right in front of us, you know, a number of times. Which you know we just gotta you know gotta understand that that's a you know it's more of a press up game and we were kind of willing to try to guard and and stay one on one defensively in the paint a little bit more um, tonight which was which was pretty solid and again I think that that first and third the two streaks you know really become the difference in the game um, probably didn't help ourselves at the free throw line tonight anytime you miss ten or more you're usually on the wrong end of the scoreboard, right? So, um, but I thought we played with uh, great energy and commitment and um, uh, had a chance there. We just didn't quite make a, make enough plays, score enough in the fourth. I thought if we kind of said if we hold them to 25 in the fourth, we'd have a shot at it, and we did, but we didn't quite score enough. A lot of, a lot of around-the-rim stuff, right? A lot of stuff, or a lot of putbacks and stuff around the rim. I thought we, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe six in one possession. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Well, I mean, normally if it stays that way the whole time, but you know, we kind of came right back at them and, and erased that, right? I think that, again, it's a tale of quarters, you know, third, first and third, second and fourth. We're, we're just a little, little, certainly much better defensively in both of those quarters. And, you know, they, they are going to put them up. They're going to put them up from deep. Um, they run a, they run uh, very, you know, pacey actions that we just were, you know, a half a step closing out a little short you know, in the first and third, and then the other quarters we weren't. So it's not quite not quite good enough probably in the contesting and, and limiting the number of threes they took. Uh, I think I just think it's, I think it's okay. I think it's getting I think it's getting uh, much better. I think there's a lot of lot more pace, a lot more um transition, a lot more pace in the half court. Um I think the ball's moving a lot better. I think we're creating a lot 
a lot of good shots. I think I don't again. I think you know if you want me to be critical of it, I would say we're not finishing enough at the rim, and we're not still not making enough of the wide open kickout threes where guys that are you know really good shooters or or need to step in and make a few more of those. Um, it's it, no, it's it's. I think it's making some progress. As you know, it is. I think that um, you know we had some concerning areas: defensive rebounding, offensive, um, just, just you know rhythm. Offensive rhythm is much better, right? Defensive rebounding's getting better um, as well. So I mean, there's there's some um, signs forward. And again, I thought we competed really well tonight. That that was a game that was there to you know possibly sneak sneak away on the road in a in a in a, a team playing very well and all that kind of stuff and so the compete level was really high well he just comboing you know what he can do he's getting to the rim a lot he's knocking down the threes right i mean that's that's uh, when he's gonna when he's gonna drive it and get that number of layups um and step into that many threes i think i think you know it's 11 threes but he's been getting a high pretty high number of those and, and a big difference when you when you make five of them um but i just think his his aggressiveness and transition has been big he's taken a number of number of you know, when we get a stop, he's taken a number of them deep into the paint. He's finished, you know, really well. Um, uh, probably should have got to the free throw line a lot more than three attempts tonight for as many times as he was at the front of the rim and 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 hitting bodies and stuff. But um, I think I think just his speed and his pace have been better, Savannah. Yeah. I didn't really get an explanation from him. All I saw was that somehow Lopez and Trent got tangled up at about the elbow. And that thing, uh, Lopez walked him all the way down into the first row, right? I, I don't think they ever got untangled. And and um, that's it. I didn't really get all that. I didn't really know how many technicals they gave. And it must have balanced out, though, because there was no free throws. I did, I, yeah, I probably probably could have blown the whistle as that thing was walking down just to break it up rather than just let it go all the way into the first row of the crowd. Well, that's, this is one of those nights where you look at it, and you look at some of the guys out there with pluses and some of the guys with minuses. You would you would say that that it's a little funky tonight, but uh, I don't have an explanation for you on that. That's head coach of the Toronto Raptors, Nick Nurse. Welcome back into the studio. I am your host, Scott McGregor. Welcome back to the show. It is now the middle segment of our show. And that means it's time for the player of the game. And it is time for Game Balls of the Game. The stars of the game replace the top performer, which happens during every opening segment of our show. And by the way, Trent Jr. And Brooks 
Lopez wore were ejected from this game. Well, actually, maybe not Trent was ejected, but Brooks Lopez was ejected from the game. And let's start now with our player of the game. It is going to be for the Raptors. 37 minutes played in the game, 14 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, 1 block. Not very good shooting right there for Scotty Barnes, but he is the Raptors player of the game. 0 for 3 from the 3 from 3 point range, 2 for 5 at the line, and 6 and 6 of 15 of his Field goals went in. Six offensive rebounds, seven defensive rebounds, three turnovers, and one personal foul. I'm going to give you the player of the game, Scotty Barnes, just because you got, you were really good defensively. Offensively, you were also good. The three throws and field goals, and of course, but more but more likely and more specifically the threes are something that you could work on for the Milwaukee Bucks their player of the game is going to be the man who scored his career high 37 points played with 35 minutes on the floor Drew Holiday Six point six rebounds, excuse me, I almost mentioned points. Seven assists, tw- two steals, one block. Wow, you didn't go to the line, my friend, but did you ever shoot your field goals? You had 26 attempts and you made 16 of them. That's that's 10. That's 10 field goals made when you look at the 26 shots. But 16 versus 26, yeah, I mean, you make a couple of them. You made five of your 10 three-pointers. No, you did not go to the line. You had one offensive rebound, five defensive rebounds, four personal fouls. And two turnovers. Going to get into the game balls and moments. But again, Brooks Lopez and Gary Trent Jr., it kind of went into a scuffle. It kind of went into a scuffle. We heard earlier from the head coach of... We heard earlier from the head coach of... We heard earlier from the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks in Mike Button 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 Halter. We've heard now from Nick Nurse about it. He says he he didn't know or he didn't get it like a, a clear explanation of how many technicals they did. Maybe we'll see. 
what's happening, but the Raptors, regardless, won't have to worry about the Milwaukee Bucks for a while or for a little bit. Talk about that more in the final segment. But my goodness. My goodness, Lopez got ejected, but he had been fifth. He had scored 15 of his 19 points in the third quarter before he was ejected. Now, Lopez was whistled for two technical fouls and ejected. Technicals were also called on Toronto's OG Ananobi and Jamal Magalori, the the assistant coach of Toronto, on the play. No foul shots were awarded. The crew chief, Bill Kennedy, of the for the three referees, told a pool reporter that Lopez was given one technical for removing Trent's headband and one for pushing Ananobi. Ananobi received a technical for pushing Lopez and Magalori for pushing Milwaukee's Bobby Porters, Kennedy said. Lopez said post-game, according to the according to what I'm reading here, uh, of his first career ejection, I can't expect the refs to get it right. If they're not going to get it right during the game, why are they even going to get it right when they replay it or any other calls? It is, it's, it, it, it's what it, it's what it is. And Holiday adds in a quote post game, I know when Giannis and Chris are out, I have to be aggressive at some point, touch the paint as many or as much as I can, try to get as many frees as I can for for other players and myself. There you go, Mike Butt Buttonholzer. He said, "Obviously, we're a little, we're a little bit down, a little bit undermanned, and he's just stepped up in a big way. And that, I believe, is on holiday. He adds that it's a, it's two games in a row, just vintage Drew, Drew Holiday." He just seems like he's got a bounce. He's got a pop. He's got a pop. He's got a pop. The way he's shooting the ball, the ball, and when, and when gets to the rim, and when he gets to the rim, and to the paint, and gives us that pref that presence too. He's doing everything.
So there you have it. The the Raptors led by seven at the half, but the Bucks had a 10-point lead after the first quarter. The Bucks seized the lead in the third quarter. It says period, but I'm calling it a quarter. And carried an eight-point advantage into the final quarter. Wow. Okay, so it went from... So let me just be real here. It went from eight-point lead for the Bucks to a seven-point lead for the Raptors at the half. And then it was eight points lead going into the final quarter of the game. All right. How about we take another breather? We've gone through the game balls. We've gone through the player of the game. Oh, actually, we did not go through the game balls. Excuse me. We gave you the player of the game. I haven't gone through the game balls. So I'm going to give. A game ball to OG Ananobi. He played 35 minutes on the floor. Five points in the game for OG. Three rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. Three shooting from three. It wasn't being kind to him. 0 for 4. One for two at the line. Two of thirty-two. He made two of thirteen field goals. Two offensive rebounds. One defensive rebound. One foul. No turnovers. And we're going to also give a game ball out to Drew Holiday. Well, actually, we'll give it out to. We will get, yeah, you know what, you know what, let's, let's do it, let's give it to Porter, let's give it to, let's give credit where the credit is due to this man, Portis, let me just make sure I get the name right, I know it's here somewhere, because I know the coach was getting I know the assistant coach got the assistant coach. Oh, Bobby Portis got call, got a tech or saw a technical given to the Raptors assistant coach, Maglory, Jamal Maglory on the play. And again, no foul shots were awarded. So let's give it up to Bobby Bor- Bobby Portis for, I mean, 35 minutes played, 12 points, 12 rebounds. So 12 points and 12 rebounds each. One assist, no steal, no block. The three-pointer was not being kind to him as well. 0 for 4. He made 5 of 12 of his field goals. Two for two, perfect at the line. Had two offensive rebounds, two personal fouls, three turnovers, but man, did this guy defend. 10 
10 defensive rebounds. Man, did he defend. All right. We're going to take another quick timeout and get you ready. Now, now we're going to take another quick timeout. And get you ready for the night on the court as well as the night on the court. When the Raptors next play, that will actually be when this show will come to you. Lie will come to you. So make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast. So coming up, in terms of the scoreboard, the Raptors will play the Timberwolves tomorrow, the Milwaukee Bucks, on January 21st, get back in action against Cleveland. And when we continue... We'll give you the rest of that look ahead, plus setting up the night on the court tonight. And when you're listening to the to this podcast, we'll set up that night as well when the Raptors battle the Timberwolves in Minnesota. All of that next on Raptors postgame when we continue for one final after one 60-second break. In moments, we continue in moments. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out all over the map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com Welcome back, everybody, to Raptors post game. We are recapping the 130 win to 122. So, the 130 122 loss for the Raptors to the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee is now 21, 29 and 16. The Raptors are 20 and 25 with the loss. And it's time now to set up the night on the court. But first, who do the who do the Raptors play next? Well, it's a team that's as we look as we go into the look ahead, it's a team that plays out tonight. And that is the Minnesota Timberwolves. They will battle the Denver Nuggets at 10 o'clock tonight. Also on tap today, 
7.30, the Dallas Mavericks play the Atlanta Hawks. The Washington Wizards visit R.J. Barrett and the New York Knicks. R.J., if you're listening to this podcast, good luck tonight. And hopefully by the time the podcast goes, you you guys have come out to one. You have come out with a W. We'll see. Indiana is in OKC for a battle for a showdown with the Thunder at 8 p.m. 7.30 is when the Wizards play the Knicks as well as the Mavericks and and the Hawks will tip off. 8 o'clock also on tap. Following Pacers and Thunder, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the next opponent for the Milwaukee Bucks. Battle the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis. Miami, the Heat, Miami Heat, pay a visit to the New Orleans Pelicans for a showdown at 8 o'clock. The Charlotte Hornets battle the Houston Rockets also at 8 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, Leonard and company, Ky- Kawhi Leonard and company battle the Utah Jazz as the Clippers. Take on the take on the jazz and take on the jazz at nine o'clock. The Timberwolves battle the Nuggets at 10 p.m. And the and the Sacramento Kings take on the LA Lakers and King James at 10:30. Tomorrow. When the Raptors are playing live from Paris, it's an NBA global game at 3 p.m. Eastern. As the Bulls battle the Pistons. Three p.m. Eastern our time if you're in Toronto or in Canada or in the States. The timing in Paris? Well, we don't know. But you definitely don't want to miss this. The Warriors battle the Boston Celtics at 7:30. The Raptors, as we mentioned, as mentioned here already, take on they go toe-to-toe against the Minnesota Timberwolves before becoming the next opponent for the Boston Celtics. With a five o'clock start, inter with a five o'clock start with a five o'clock start in Toronto on January twenty first. They but first they battle the Warriors tonight at or tomorrow at 7:30. At 10 o'clock, it's the Nets and the Suns. And the 76ers take on the Portland Trailblazers. Brooklyn Nets and the Phoenix Suns battle at 10. Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Portland Trailblazers at 10. The Warriors battle the Celtics 
at 7.30. Raptors battling the Timberwolves at 8. And the Pistons and Bulls battling at 3 o'clock tomorrow. On tap for the Raptors as well. RJ and company will be coming to town as part of a back-to-back home series. The Raptors will play the Celtics on January the 21st. And then the and then RJ and the Knicks come come to town at 6 p.m. For, for a showdown. But or, and that actually is when the Milwaukee Bucks will be back in action. And they will play the Cleveland Cavaliers. But let's but let's wrap up here with the Raptors here. We've set up the night on the court tonight and tomorrow. And here it is. So the Wolves battle the Raptors. On Sportsnet 1, you can see the game at 8 p.m. tomorrow. This post-game show will be dropping tomorrow. Who knows when? Just have to check it out. We will be having a post-game show for the Raptors following one of these games I'm about to mention. Whichever one it is, well... Know that I will still be keeping tabs on it on my Instagram. So, whichever one it is, whether it's Minnesota, Boston, New York, or the Sacramento Kings, who they play on the 25th at 10 p.m., or even the Golden State Warriors. January 27th at 10 p.m. One of one of these games I've mentioned could be what we recap when we next talk to you. For the Milwaukee Bucks, who are who are 130, 122 winners over the Raptors on Monday night. Or sorry, on, on Tuesday night, excuse me, not Monday night. They will play the Cavaliers on January the 21st at 7.30 p.m. You can also see them in action January 23rd as they battle the Pistons at 7 p.m. in Detroit. And then they battle the Nuggets of Denver at 8 p.m. They will then battle the Pelicans at 8 p.m. on January 29th. And before that, they pay a visit to Indiana to play the Pacers on January 27th at 7 p.m. All right, folks, that's going to do it today here on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Raptors fans, Milwaukee Bucks fans. Raptors battle Raptors battle the Timberwolves next but for now
we are saying thank you so much for listening. We look forward to catching up with you again. We look forward to catching up with you again after the next Raptors game, whenever that may be that we recap it. But until then, you have just listened to Toronto Raptors basketball. You you have just listened to Toronto Raptors basketball. on the sports for beginners podcast and i and until next time until the next time we see you until the next time we see you we'll see you around and i want to remind you that it is not goodbye it is until next time that's our show today on the podcast and again i am your host scott mcgregor Bye for now, Raptors fans, and let's go Raptors! Thank you for tuning in to Sports for Beginners, the podcast with your host, Scott McGregor. For the post-game show slash pre-game show, which always comes before the post-game show. Now remember, fans, follow us on Facebook at our Facebook page, https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports-for-beginners-podcast Send a message to anchor.fm slash scott-mcgregor-sports and follow Scott at scottmcgregor3 on Twitter. Let us know what you think about the show. A rating and a review would be nice. But thank you once again for joining us on this podcast for the post-game show. And remember, before the puck drops, before they kick off, before they tip off, before they throw the first pitch, we bring to you the pre-game show on Sports for Beginners, the podcast.